This podcast is from our Tabar Gathering 2019. For more information on Tabar, please go to our website, tabar-network.com. So, um, I'd love you just, we're going we're gonna to keep worshipping, okay? I'd just love you to take your seats for five minutes, okay? Okay? Um, just want to explain something really, really well um, so that it doesn't get lost at the end. That's okay. Because we feel like we'd just love to continue to pray for people here before we finish tonight. Um, so yeah, let, let me let me put it like, put it like this. Um, yesterday morning we talked about, and I hopefully you can witness and resonate with this. But yesterday morning we talked about how you know we felt there was new wine coming, and new wine is being poured out upon us in these days. We felt there, uh, you know there was a new wave of worshippers that God was uh, just connecting together across Ireland. And, uh, and that we felt there was a new wineskin. And uh, the new wineskin is actually going back to the New Testament and, and, and building out of the apostolic paradigm that we see through the book of Acts and beyond. And so I suppose like when it comes to, to, to bar and what we're trying to establish here is, is, is a wineskin for the multiplication of church and um, raising up leaders, raising up leaders um, who will lead church, plant church, and lead other initiatives into different spheres of influence uh, with a heart and an authority of the kingdom upon their lives, you know. So, um, so you know, we're, we're very open to conversations for those of you who feel a little bit maybe isolated, aren't really part of another kind of denomination or, or, or tribe or network. We're very open to those conversations, and we're having them with with different ones. And, and, and the heart of that is just to simply bless and help and the apostolic is to help equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, right? That's first and foremost what it's about. It's not about building networks or badges or labels. It's to get churches healthy, reproducing, established on the right foundations, raising up leaders in order to plant more, yeah? That, that is the apostolic paradigm that we've talked about a little bit yesterday morning, and we'd love to continue these conversations if you feel a sense of family around uh, uh, the churches of Tabar, <clears throat> but uh, Tash sent me a, a text the night before we started uh, the conference, and uh, when you registered, you had to put in um, uh, uh, the name of your church, and, and we, we actually realized that there was 96 different churches represented here, right? So that might be one person from a church, but, but when you think of the potential uh, 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 you know, to leave this place, first and foremost, for this, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? If God kind of starts fires in our hearts and we carry stuff back into our churches, and we believe God to, to move beyond just this building. Um, but so, so we have felt that even though we want to build these, the, this event as a, a kind of place for, for a family of families to come together, you know, even though we're only in our second year, and in some ways, rationally, it doesn't make sense to be, you know, doing something else, right? It's just really felt that the Holy Spirit has orchestrated something for us to quite literally almost lift up our ten pegs and enlarge this because um what would happen if you know i I, I know i'm thinking i love the fact everybody's here but i know i'm thinking of all the other people i just love to have experienced what god's doing and so um a number of uh about a year and a half ago i felt the lord start to speak to me about um a festival What, what would it be like to have hundreds if not thousands of people in a field um, not just adults, um, and as amazing as our conferences are, there's no space for our kids, no space for our teenagers, um, r- really, 
and we'd love to create an environment where the Holy Spirit could just they could really encounter the Holy Spirit and, and as uh, as a as a church here we we don't send we, we don't really have anything like that to go to we support and honor and go along to and some of our people go along to some of the other festivals that happen in the country but uh, we'd love a whole critical mass of people to go and, and, and a number of kind of my peers who are leading churches in different parts of the country we um we've been friends for lots of years and so we found ourselves um, in a conversation around what would it look like if we were to bring all our all, all the people that we represent together to worship Jesus um, over a number of days uh, intergenerationally cried to God for a fresh awakening of a spirit in the nation and, uh, and so some of those conversations have happened it's happened between ourselves here in Emmanuel and the Tabar churches along with some of the vineyard churches in the land who have increasingly got a sense of Irish uh, uh, connectedness together and they would, they would love to bring their people into something. Um, we've had conversations with their friends, Owen and the guys from CFC are here and um, again, love to connect with something like that, bring our people, bring our kids, bring our families, pilgrimage together, have a, have a feast, very biblical, yeah? Um, have, have a big feast together, travel somewhere together to say, Holy Spirit, come and have your way. Um, and, uh, and so we were thinking about where we could do this or how we should do this. And uh, I felt one day when I was on a road up to Newcastle with the, the family just on a day off, I felt as we drove the Castlewell Road and saw the more mountains beautifully in the distance, I felt the Holy Spirit kind of just rest in, rest in the car almost and just that little hunch and whisper came, this is this is the place, and um, oh, this is the place to run this. And then Neil Alexander, who you heard from yesterday morning, Neil um, uh, was on as he mentioned yesterday had their own journey of you know pain and grief and trying to encountering the Lord in the midst of all of that. And um, his he, he, we were trying to like just work out what the connection was that the Holy Spirit had brought us together for, and we really wanted to help them plant what they're going to plant locally in Newcastle. But Neil's kind of wider legacy, he is, he is part of uh, his father, Austin, helped to um, set up Northfield Bible Week, which happens every summer, uh, the week of Bible Week, and, uh, Bible Week teachings, uh, Bible teachings per week, <laughs> sorry, my, my brain's a little bit like, going all over the place, right? But uh, they, so that, that happens every year and has done for years and, and they really felt like coming out of that that the, the Spirit of God was doing something that really honored the past but wanted to do something new. And um, and so last year they ran an event called New Life which David Legg spoke at and, uh, and they're running that again this year which is the little leaflets that's on your uh, seats uh, if uh, you want to go along and support that. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be great. David's going to be speaking at it again. Some wonderful, wonderful breakthroughs at that last year, in a place that we feel the spirit of God wants to fall upon the hills and the valleys of that Mourn kind of area. And uh, and so it's really felt that the Holy Spirit has orchestrated that. Neil then felt as we chatted them about this festival that they would like to kind of weave what they had just started into this bigger thing that we're talking about. The Holy Spirit gave him a dream in the middle of the night of the Isle of Man flag, which was three legs, if you know it, that are kind of go into the middle that are joined at the hip. And myself and Andy Masters, he kind of represents all the vineyard churches, and Neil kind of had a meeting. 
and we felt that the Lord was saying, this is the time to do this. And, um, and so that has been a little bit of the journey. And so new life, which will happen, the, the sheet that's on is, is going to be a, is a, is a, is a transition into a festival that we're going to run next May, a weekend from a Friday night to a Sunday night. We've been really inspired by the wildfires kind of initiative in the, in the, in the UK, which has been, rather than just one denomination or one, it's been a collection and a collaborative of friends who've been friends for years, like us, who, uh, who just really want to contend for the next Great Awakening. Okay. And so uh, we're, we're going to run this festival next year. It's under the themes of fire, feast, and family. And, um, and we're hoping that you'll come and bring your kids and bring your grannies and grandas and bring, let's see, an intergenerational yeah, family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So listen, there's a short three-minute video, right? We just we're gonna like be saying much more about this, but we just wanted to land this because um, this time next year it will be over, and we think it's gonna be amazing. We're not gonna release tickets until the start of September, but we just want you to catch the heart of this. So let's have a look. In the early 1980s, God spoke in a powerful way to my father, Austin Alexander, and birthed a vision to gather people on the family farm in Newcastle County Town the purpose to lift up the name of Jesus Christ and proclaim him as Saviour and Lord of all. He had been inspired by the life story of D.L. Moody, who was born in Northfield, Massachusetts, and so the site would be named Northfield in honour of the great revivalist. The heart's cry of my father and late mother Heather and all the faithful men and women that caught that vision was simply, do it again, Lord. A large canvas pole tent was purchased. The site was prepared, and although there was more than a few doubts along the way, the people came in large numbers. Over many years, God has been faithful to his promises. As people have met him there, and lives have been transformed to the glory of God. Just as God's servant David served his generation, so God calls us his children to serve ours. Through deep personal grief and pain, my wife Sarah and I had an encounter with the risen Lord that forever changed us. The God of hope had filled us with joy and peace. Our heart's desire was that others might know him by the power of his spirit. God spoke to us from Acts chapter 5, verse 20, where the angel of the Lord says, take your stand and tell the people all about this new life. And so with the help of many friends, the New Life Conference was birthed in August 2018. Andy and I have been friends for many years, and along with other friends around the nation, we've been prayerfully conspiring um, for a new move of God in this nation. Um, uh, we found ourselves, one way or another, leading churches and in the last number of years leading families of churches. And I suppose a couple of years ago we started to dream what would it be like to overcome the distance that comes between us when we kind of worship in different churches on Sundays? What would it be like for a number of days to come together and to cry out to God to see Him do something unique in a spirit of friendship and family? So over the last year or so, we've really felt like uh, we've had confirmation from the Lord that it's the time to do this. And one of the things we began to ask or pray about was where. And uh, then we connected with Neil and all that's going on down here in Newcastle and with New Life. And it just seemed like a perfect fit for, for all of us. And so the idea is that next year we'll gather right here in the Northfield site. And uh, we're gathered for three days around three core ideas. Of the first one being fire, that we want to prioritize the presence of God among us. We want to seek Him and contend for His fire to be poured out upon this land. The second one is family, that this would be a multi-generational thing where from 
our youngest kids, uh, right up to grandparents if they're around, that all would take um, priority place and um, that our toddlers would be as important as our adults. Uh, and the third thing is the idea of feast, that we would gather in a spirit of celebration and fun, that we would sit around fires in the evening, uh, that we would enjoy breakfast together in the mornings. And so we'd love you to join us next year right here in Newcastle. So yeah, please join us for the new festival, which will be happening on the 29th to the 31st of May, Friday night to a Sunday night. We're going to have lots of fun. Jesus is going to be here. We're going to glorify him, lift him up. And we're going to see his kingdom come and power in our nation. So please come and join us. There's more details on the website. Um, what's not the love? In the backdrop of the more mountains, we'd love to see you with us. So we're going to give it a go, all right? And uh, we'd love you to we'd love you to join us. I should say that. Um, we, we have, you know, we feel God's doing stuff in our brothers and sisters in other parts of the church, and, and we really want to respect that. So we felt we wanted to do it a bit before the summertime so that we could honor all the other festivals that happened. We've had conversations with New Wine. We've had conversations with Summer Madness. We've had conversations with Open Skies. We've had conversations with Encounter More um, and the guys in Causeway who are the weekend before. And we've, we've had those conversations. They've been honorable. They've been um, of one heart. They've been releasing and permission giving and uh, because we believe that God is stirring all of the apostolic streams of the church together in the nation for a move of his spirit. And, uh, and so if, you, if you're already part of some of those other festivals, we'd really encourage you to go to them. Um, but if you feel like there isn't a place for, for you to go in that regard or part of a church that isn't, we'd, we'd love you to come and be part of it. We're going to use mostly our own people. It's going to be centered around family and the blend of graces that come together in the churches that are there. It's not necessarily going to be all about the stage. It's going to be campfires and all that kind of thing. And wouldn't it be wonderful to see our 15 and 16 year olds just sitting around campfires crying out to Jesus and getting a touch of the Holy Spirit in and through their lives? That's, that's what we're longing for. And um, we'd, love to, we'd love to bless. So please, if you can, get along to New Life this year. You, the flowers are there. Neil and some of the guys will be at the back if you'd like to join them or talk to them afterwards. We'd love you to get along and support that as they kind of push on into what it's going to be next year. And they've set an incredible foundation for what we think the Lord's going to do. So we just really wanted to get a, a handle and a, a just, just whet your appetite and increase your imagination for what we think uh, God's going to do in, in the days ahead. And we're really, really, really uh, privileged to be partnering with so many friends and so many churches, some of you here represented today, and, uh, and we know God's going to do great things. Amen? So on that note, let's stand our feet again, will we? And let's just try and hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us as we close out the next half an hour. So let's just continue, let's just continue to allow our hearts to, to settle, our, our hearts to soar <laughs> as we worship as we worship Jesus, we've got we've got some stuff we think the Lord wants to say before we finish. So let's um, let's focus our hearts on Jesus as the band leaders. Lord will do what He wants to do when He wants to do it. He will do what he wants to do, when he wants to do it. Yes. 
I've been in hundreds of conferences and dozens of nations and <laughs> dozens of cities. And there's many that are claiming big things, but um, this new beginning, this um, new wineskin, this everything that uh, has been spoken here is is is, um, is it's like I keep seeing the Lord. I'm smiling, saying, yeah, I'm in on this one. I smile at those who have big dreams. I smile at that. I'm in some of them. Some of them, they're just making it up, and that's okay, too. But I'm in this one. This one was my idea. This was his idea. And he's, this, this, the beginning of a movement is what's starting here. This isn't, you know, no, we can't start a movement. Only God starts movements, and we look back and know that a movement happened. We don't intentionally start a movement. But God is starting a, a movement here. And he said to me that he had, that he has brought the apostolic revelation and put it into the hands that he wanted to put it into. And then he's going to multiply that apostolic strategy into many other hearts and to many other people who are called apostolically that are in this room and others who are not yet in this room. Um, but I, I feel like you said that that's what he was doing, but that there was a missing piece that he wants to, um, if I could be really bold, that he wants to, to fix that missing piece right now. I'm going to jump up here. Is that okay? You guys all got so quiet. He wants to fix this missing piece. And I am, um, I felt like uh, he, he showed me it's the prophets. And we build on the foundation of the, the apostles and the prophets. And I know there's prophets in the land. I'm not saying that there's not. But I felt like he's, um, he said, I want to give a voice to the voiceless. That from the time that they were children, there's a few called prophets that are even in this room that had their voices stolen from them. That they were shut up, shut down from a child and could barely speak. And, um, it was the plan of the enemy to keep these prophets quiet. And I, I, um, I have great faith to believe that right now he's going to give those voices back. And if this resonates with you, I'm asking you to raise your hand high if you feel that you have a call, a prophetic call on your life and that your voice has been taken from you from early on. Could I ask you to come right up here? Real quick, we're not going to belabor this. And, uh, and we're just going to pray. The whole church is going to pray for him. It, we're going to do just take three minutes on this, all right? Because I know there's a lot of other words, but this feels important for what God wants to do. That the enemy has plucked out some specific people that were called to prophesy, that were called to stand next to the apostles in the land and declare a thing, that were called to make way. There are specific people 
that the enemy um, shut up, that he stole their voice from him from early, early on. And I feel like the Lord's wind is going to blow, that his wind is going to blow, that his wind is going to blow, whoa, and he's going to open up the mouths of the prophets. So can you guys all agree? We need this as a part of this movement that God is doing. We need the voices to be free. All right, Lord, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to blow in this place, to blow off the wounds of those that have had their voices taken from them early on. Will you blow over their childhoods? Will you open up their vocal cords? We open up their vocal cords. We bless the voice that's inside of you. We bless the voice that's inside of you. And we ask you to speak. We ask you to speak. Let the prophetic be released in this nation. Let the prophetic voices come forward in new power and new authority in the name of Jesus. New power. And new authority in the name of Jesus. Give them their voices back.
keep receiving from the Holy Spirit. It's, it's just the Holy Spirit setting people free. Setting people free. It's a safe space. prophetic voice God has always been speaking to his people he's always been speaking to his people he's always been speaking through his people come Lord Jesus gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place, but many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. And later on, it describes that late in the day, his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, that would take more than half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? And in the past, I read this story and thought, poor wee disciples, they thought they were getting a break. They thought they were getting away for a period of rest. And there's Jesus turning around. They they didn't have chance to eat. It says they didn't have any chance even to feed themselves. So God's called them away to a quiet place. And then Jesus is turning around and saying, you feed them. And I've always sort of read that, like, you know, we need to sort of learn how to be selfless or something. But I think there's something different that God wants us to learn. See, Jesus didn't actually change his mind. He didn't 
switch out of rest mode whenever he got to the shores and saw the people. It wasn't that he had flipped, all right, okay, well, we can't do rest mode anymore. We're going to have to work for this. There's a need here. There's a need that needs met. See, the disciples already went into thinking work, right, okay, it's going to take half a year's wages, you see. They thought we're going to need wages to feed all these people. But Jesus' approach was still rest. What do you have? What do you have? We've got five loaves and two fish. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. And he divided the fish among them all. And all the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of men who had eaten was 5,000. Some people are maybe here feeling that they were gonna get wanting to get fed and actually you're sort of looking around and you see the need. The need is huge. Something that can only be met by a miracle. Um, there's a man at the back somewhere. I've lost you. I'll maybe have to find you later. I can't see you. But basically, this painting, um, I painted it, it's to do with God altering our perspective. See, from if you stood at the back there, you might just be able to see the, the, two, the two fish and the five loaves. But if you come in close, I don't know if you have the other photo, the, the, the details, so you can come in close. It's actually made up of several fish, loads and loads of, um, loads and loads of fish. And I just, I just believe that God has breakthrough in the miraculous for us today. What we have is good, and I just want to release a prayer of blessing over it. And as, I, as we bless it, I believe that God's going to multiply. The provision that he's given us is going to multiply. So yeah, Holy Spirit, thank you for what you've given us. Thank you for what you've given us. Thank you for the knowledge you've given us of your love already. I thank you for the experience we've had already. I thank you for the provision that you've given us already. And Lord, I bless that now. I bless it. And we thank you for it. And we practice gratitude and thank you for that. And I ask now, Holy Spirit, would you come and would you multiply? Would you come and would you multiply so that there is overflow, so that there is overflow I'm really, really believing for the miraculous. I don't know whether some people should maybe check their bank balances. Um, Maybe there's some people who are needing a miracle in health. Just, um, if that's you, just pray. Thank you. Thank God for the experience of healing you've already experienced. If you have ever had a cut on your hand and it's had a scab that's healed over and you've healed, then you've experienced a measure of healing. So thank you, God, for healing in our bodies. Let's lean into this just a bit more before we go. We just um, so we needed to raise um, ten thousand pounds. Yeah, how does a twenty-three thousand eight hundred and thirty-five? Can do, we can do this with the supernatural God, can't we? We can do this. And so just what Lauren has released, so just, why don't we just like, do we lift our, lift, our, lift our faces to heaven? Bless what we have. Bless what you've been given. Bless what you've been given. And God, in these moments, just as Lauren has already prayed, God, I ask, oh God, for you, Holy Spirit, to come now. 
and release the provision from heaven, O oh God, in order to fulfill the Great Commission, O oh God, to take the gospel to the nations, O oh God. Father, we pray for the miraculous to be released, for an impartation now, Holy Spirit, of miraculous supernatural power, God, to see your kingdom come. God, thank you that you have all the riches in heaven to supply every need. And so, God, we know that you're not broke, O oh God. And so, God, we forgive, forgive us for, uh, Lord, a, a poverty spirit, God. We pray that you'd rid that from our hearts now. And Father, God, we pray that you would release in these days. God, you would release miraculous, supernatural provision. Lord, we pray for signs and wonders, Lord, to come through our ministries. I pray even right now, God, that you would just, just even feel some of us are just going to feel the heat of the presence of God in our hands. And it's just a sign of impartation of the Holy Spirit to lay hands on the sick. I could feel it in my own hands now. Just receive from the Lord. Receive from the Lord. Receive from the Lord. It all comes from the Holy Spirit. It's not our own programs. It's not our own strength. It comes from the Lord. Just receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit afresh. To go and make disciples. Come, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We're going to sing a song now to finish us off. And it's, um, it's a song the guys here wrote, but it's really easy to sing. As soon as they wrote it, we felt it was for an awakening. It's about God coming again. And it kind of sums up everything that we have um, been talking about and everything that the Lord has been saying to us. We feel this is a song for Ireland and for the new thing that God's doing, okay? So as the guys lead us, let's uh, sing this as an anthem and as an intercession and as a prophetic declaration of all he's doing amongst us, okay? Let's do that. Thanks to us as you lead us. When I walk through the valley Your faithfulness is true When the darkness surrounds me I know your love endures And fear will never conquer me For you already have I'm on my knees again So come and have your will And I'm calling out your name For I know you never fail Fill this dry and weary heart only you can satisfy yeah. In the valley I will lift my hands I believe that You'll come again You'll come again And I will trust You Darkness 
God. Amen. Uh, one of the signs of uh, what um, Christine just prayed is that uh, I could have shared about 15 more prophetic words that people have told me today. But listen, go and, go and tell them in your church tomorrow. Go and speak the word of the Lord wherever you are tomorrow. Maybe even tonight when you go to get your takeaway. <laughs> Just speak the word of the Lord. Carry the word of the Lord wherever you go. Because God is stirring up his people. Speak of his heart, okay? And um, there's, there's, so, there's so much more here. And some of the words have been incredibly accurate. Just want to affirm that. Incredibly accurate. Incredibly resonant. So, uh, just because they all haven't been shared from the stage, please don't feel like that invalidates them in any way. You need to keep speaking the word of the Lord. Expect, expect the Lord to move tomorrow. Expect the fire of God's spirit to spread. Because the spirit rules, okay? And, um, and, and just be blessed <laughs> in the name of the Lord. Just, uh, it would be remiss not to leave just by without, I just really want to thank, um, first of all, I want to thank all of our staff and our elders and our lead team. One of, the, one of the greatest joy is for us getting to do this together and getting to serve together. That's, that's one of the greatest joys in all of this. So. I'd love you to do something for just for a minute. Would you, would you turn around and face the back? be really good to just... Uh, I'd really love to honour the guys on the sound. Bit of very awkward now. <laughs> Thanks, uh, to Matt, the two, the two Matts uh, in particular, thanks to Matt and Matt. Um, uh, still turned around, Tasha's standing at the back as well. She's kind of organized the whole thing. So, yeah. <laughs> Love to thank um, all the seminar speakers, all the speakers. It's been great to have the Portals with us. It's been great to have the Westos with us. It's been great to have Andrea with us. Um, um, it's been great to have um, Roger and Maggie yesterday as well. And uh, we just feel so blessed of what the Lord's doing. So, Phil, would you pray a blessing over us as we leave? Would you do that? Um, um, do you need a hand up? Eh? <laughs> okay. Okay, let's um, just receive a blessing as we go. Yeah, it's been such a... It's been such a weekend, hasn't it? I'm out of breath watching you doing that. Well, thanks to Al, too, for leading this. And this has been good, hasn't it? Yeah. Thanks to our um, Tabar team. Our Tabar team. Uh, it's just been so good to stand alongside these guys. And uh, they make growing old fun. They really do, so... So God, I just pray a, a blessing over every single person in this room right now, over every family, over everything that awaits you as you go home. We just pray, God, a blessing upon it right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that these people, God, will be blessed as they go in and as they go out. They'll be blessed in the city and in the field. Lord, I just pray, God, your abundance upon them. Lord, I pray this will be a, a start of something that is exceedingly and abundantly greater than anything that they've been able to ask for or even think about. So God, I pray that upon each and every person right now, Lord, for the drives home, for the conversations, lace them with your presence. Keep everyone safe, we pray. 
And for churches tomorrow, God, to explode with your presence. For churches tomorrow, God, just to, that there'll be carriers of the anointing in every environment, God. I pray that your Holy Spirit would break forth in each and every church represented in this room right now. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray for stories tomorrow. Stories upon stories upon stories of your unfolding presence, oh God, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. And so, God, we pray, we, we thank you for this little island that we live on. And Lord, we declare from the bottom of our hearts that we we want to we want to journey this, and we don't want to go without you. And so we declare tonight, Ireland, come on, Ireland, come on, come on, say it with me, Ireland, come on, we can do this. So God, I pray your kingdom to come like never before, in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you.